Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is People Every Day. Coming up, the latest news on Bill and Melinda Gates' billion-dollar divorce. Plus... I'm Team Nice, and if you don't like it, then, you know, go hang out with the Mean Girls. Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey on her decade of reality TV fame, new marriage, and her lavish Mother's Day plans. It's May 7th. Hello, party people. This is People Every Day. It is Friday. I'll try not to be too excited, but man, it is here. And in a couple days, we moms will be put on the pedestals we deserve. Mother's Day is this Sunday. I, like so many, plan to do nothing. I was actually born on Mother's Day many years ago, so it's long been a favorite holiday of mine. Later in the episode, I catch up with a mom who knows how to celebrate herself. (laughs) Let me tell you, the Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey is on the show and dishes on her decade on reality TV, being a newlywed again, and of course, motherhood and the special way she'll be toasting to herself this weekend. So stay tuned for that. But first, top stories. And we have a lot more information on the divorce heard around the world right now, that of Bill and Melinda Gates, who are in the midst of ending their 27-year marriage during which the tech giants amassed billions of dollars and a juggernaut of a philanthropic foundation. So People.com managing editor Charlotte Triggs is here to walk us through the myriad new and newly resurfaced developments in this story. Hi, Charlotte. Happy pre-Mother's Day to you. Well, thanks, Jean. Happy Mother's Day to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So let's first delve into the newest reporting we have about what we've heard was really the breaking point in their marriage and how they were doing, you know, these past few years before the news broke. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of attention on some of the quirky arrangements that they had in their marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, In these resurfaced interviews from 1997, actually, he, you know, is kind of like boasting to Time Magazine about how his wife gave him a, you know, a pass to have a vacation with his ex-girlfriend once a year. And they had this tradition where they would go on this long weekend together to the Outer Banks. You know, she was also a techie. Um, She was a venture capitalist. They would like talk about how the industry had changed and like get inspiration from each other. And it sounded, you know, it sounds at once very like geeky techie kind of thing, but also fairly intimate in another way, like this one-on-one time with an ex. Plus he actually went to this woman to get her blessing to marry Melinda in the first place. So it's yeah. like that relationship has inspired a lot of scrutiny. I mean, there's no, we don't have any specific details that this tradition carried on into present day. Um, but, you know, that's a lot of patience on a wife's part to indulge that. Absolutely. I mean, just in reading the article, it, it said that this, you know, at least at the time of the article, it had gone on for years and years. Like this was just kind of built into the script. Absolutely. I mean, it's like they had already been married for um, about four years. So it's yeah. like, you know, you're several years deep into your marriage with the tradition of your husband still seeing his ex once a year for a long weekend together alone. Like, you know, that's definitely, what can I say? She's the she sounds like a patient woman for not just that reason, but she also describes, you know, kind of indulging him in a lot of his quirks. She talks about the fact that 
you know, when they had three children and she was trying to like pack their bags into the car for like a, a weekend trip somewhere and get the kids ready and everything. He was just sitting on the couch reading a biography of Winston Churchill. I mean, like mm. not, not getting up to help per se, you know what I mean? And when they were even talking about getting married, he was very transparent in the fact that he was calculating whether he felt he had enough of himself to offer to be a good husband. You know what I mean? And going mm. even further back in time, she, she said that when he asked her out on a date, he was like, would you like to go on a date two weeks from now? And she was like, what? like that's rant. like no that's just not then <laughs> two weeks from now no but the point about him not being ready for marriage that when i was reading the reporting on ann winblad the ex mm-hmm. he had i guess intimated in that article that that was why they didn't work out but he's not it doesn't seem as though he's a person who's um necessarily commanded by emotions rather instead mm. like by like analytics and like yeah you know what I mean? Like he will sit there and anal- specifically analyze whether something is practical or whatever, and not mm-hmm. necessarily give thought to whether that's what he wants with his heart. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. I suppose these are, these are, you know, the functions of what make him a, a genius in one way might make him maybe a bit of a tiresome husband on some occasions <laughs> on the other way. <laughs> For sure. I can completely see that. Um, so, so, so how are the kids dealing with this? We saw um, one of his daughters take the social media with an emotional statement in the wake of the news. But can you explain the reports about the family's island vacation that didn't include him and, and what we're seeing about how that whole ecosystem is working now? Yeah. So Jennifer, his older daughter, um, who's 25, she put out a statement saying that it's a really hard time for all of them. Mm. And, you know, as it of course would be. Yeah. And um, there is this report that the that Melinda and the three children went on vacation in March and that they plan to announce it in March um, and that they would kind of weather the storm from an, a private island. You know what I mean? It costs $130,000 a night. Ooh. Yes. Lavish, lavish um, arrangements and whatever. Well, I guess maybe it's a drop in the bucket to them. Yeah, $130 billion. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> nothing. But um, yeah. And so then whatever plans change. I mean, we do know based on the fact that they have a separation agreement, that doesn't just happen overnight. I mean, this must be, of course, months in the making, if not longer, oh, that they sure. have all these kinds of details hammered out. Uh, we did reach a source today who was able to kind of give us some insight that, you know, what they hope to do was to hang on long enough that um, their youngest could graduate from high school and be done with mm. school. That's you know fairly traditional um, mo for a lot of couples. Many many people wait for their children to be done with school and out of the house. Yeah, and we've seen that in just being at people and reporting on divorces. Like even if it's not at the stage where they can wait till they're out of high school, they'll wait till like a long vacation or the holidays or something where their kids aren't having to go into homeroom and deal with, you know, talking to friends while headlines are just totally where, and it's like sort of a different life stage at that point. And the kids are a little bit more mature. I mean, this Mm -hmm. kid just, their youngest just turned 18. So it's like, it all adds up. And, you know, we also, the source also shared that it's like, you know, they're trying to keep things, buttoned up and clean because they both very much care about their reputations. Mm-hmm. This foundation that they built is something that they've worked their whole lives together to, you know, to achieve what they've achieved. And they, you know, they did have aspirations according to the source of potentially winning the Nobel prize. And they think that a messy, sloppy, ugly divorce would probably ruin their chances of that. Mm, yeah, no, I can see that. Like it, it has like at the 
core of it, they they have touched so many lives with their their money and their work. I have a friend from mm-hmm. high school who completely went through schooling on the Gates Millennium Scholarship. Oh my gosh! Um, well. And she wouldn't have. She's a doctor now, and she wouldn't have been able to afford that at all. So um, there is just a lot of other things at stake. But to that point, what what's the money looking like? What are we hearing behind the scenes about? You know how they're working this out. Of course, they don't want it to be front news, but um, we've heard that there's some movement. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's never going to be possible for them to like be totally discreet about it. I mean, it's like, you know, he's estimated to be worth uh, $130 billion, making him the third richest man on the planet Earth. You know, they have this um, estate or it's like a man- giant mansion just outside mm-hmm. of Seattle where Microsoft is headquartered worth upwards of a hundred million dollars. As of right now, it appears as though one or the other is still residing in that place and then it's not going to like be sold off or anything like that. And then of course, you know, he, in the last few days did transfer her about $2 billion worth of stock. That all seems like part of the separation agreement. I mean, I suppose that also for them is not the most money in the world. It's certainly, it's only a tiny percentage of what his total, his total, um, net worth is, but you know, he, he's obviously going to great lengths to, um, make sure that she's very well taken care of. However, she did not actually ask for spousal support in her filing because she says she doesn't need it. So irretrievably broken the marriage, but we're going to work the money out. Yeah. They're going to work out all the details. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. They're trying to keep it. They're trying to keep it clean. On top of Microsoft and all of that and the foundation, there's other things that are actually pretty relatable that that are at stake, right? He owns over 200,000 acres of farmland. Yeah, he's actually the um, like single largest uh, owner of farmland in the United States. I mean, it's like kind of crazy. Um, And it's across all of these states across the American West and the South. Um, He has a huge amount of farmland. It's a funny thing. He's invested in that. He's also invested in trash collection as an industry. So it's like, he, well, you could say his portfolio is very diverse. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's, he's touching on, on everything. If we have any disruptions in either of those, <laughs> we got to blame it I on know, the gates. We can't afford divorce. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Charlotte, thank you so much for, for getting into all that and, and breaking it down. Thanks so much. Coming up after the break, I catch up with another enterprising mama, Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey. Stay tuned. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
Folks, the beautiful Cynthia Bailey is here with me today. Longtime tried and true star of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Can't forget Cynthia is also a model, a mom, a newlywed, and a businesswoman. And she's here to talk about all that and her latest endeavor in the world of spirits and empowerment. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Good, good. I have to tell you, you're so busy. The last time I got to interview you, it was years ago. We were in the Hamptons and you had just launched your eyewear line, your sunglasses. Do you remember that? Yes, of course I do. Wow. Okay, it's been too long. I still have my pair. I still wear them. My girl, my girl. Okay, that's been too long. We have to do better in 2021. Yes, for sure. So so tell me a little bit about, let's start with Mamosa because Mother's Day is definitely upon us. Well, you guys know, that I am a brand ambassador for Seagram's Escapes. I actually had one of my launches, well, the launch for my Peach Bellini on the show, kind of caused a little bit of drama at the time, mm-hmm. if I take it back. <laughs> but anyway, we're past all of that now. Now I am actually the brand ambassador for all of the flavors and the mimosa, let's get into that. I'm a mom, first and foremost, with all the jobs that I have. Being a mother is my number one job. For sure. Same over here. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) Mother's Day is is a big deal. And it's a big deal for me personally to just take our day to appreciate ourselves and treat ourselves. So Mm -hmm. Seagram's and I, Seagram's Escapes, and I came up with the Mamosa in celebration, in congratulations to all the bad moms out there. Yes. You have all these different flavors. My favorite, of course, is the Peach Bellini because this is the one that I helped create. Basically, I just take a champagne glass or wine glass and I put half champagne or half sparkling wine and half peach bellini or half Jamaica Me Happy, any of the other flavors. So, you know, it's two tastes. I like mama likes a little stronger drink. So, I, you know, you can do it to your taste, but it's absolutely delicious. I love that. I do not know how a peach bellini could ever cause drama. I just don't understand. Like, how can oh. you not be happy? Woo, honey. <laughs> But we, like I said, we're past that. We have moved yes. forward yes. From, from all of that drama. And I have all my delicious flavors that I'm excited for you guys to try. So There's a tie-in that I really love. You are doing just some community um, work, empowerment around women, around entrepreneurs. So talk to me a little bit about what you've been doing in partnership with Seagram's in that space. Yes. Well, one of the things that we did that I love is we created a marketplace. For mm-hmm. Black-owned businesses, which, nice. of course, we all know suffered the most during the pandemic. That's when I created my pop-up shop. We have the Seagram's Marketplace. And I'm still actively, you know, continuing to do different things to give Black-owned businesses exposure. Because a lot of businesses didn't make it during the pandemic. Thank God. Yeah. The Bailey Wine Cellar, we're still good. But, you know, it was it was a struggle. Well, I have to tell you, you're gorgeous, of course. But you have that, you. that newlywed glow still. Mm. It's only been, you know, a few six months. months. Six, six months. months. Six months. Yeah. October, yes. It was 10, 10, 20 that you got married. <laughs> How can we ever forget? 10, you 10, can't 20. Forget. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 2020. And you looked so beautiful. It was like a peach or blush dress that you had with, like, there were jewels. There were... Rose gold, rose gold, gold, uh, just a big ceremony. How are you and the hubby doing now, six months later? We're good. We're good. I have to say, after we finally got past the wedding, uh, now my focus is on, you know, after finally getting married again, staying married. So just trying to create that balance between working, 
um, I kind of found being at home. I was even busier than I was when I was actually going on the road. So I had to create that balance of making sure that I had, I put in my wifey time and, Mm -hmm. you know, committed to my wifely duties, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, you get the man, then you got to keep the man. So (laughs) you got to keep that husband happy. So just, you know, readjusting to the new world and how Mm -hmm. everything has changed and just still taking me time because I was able to do a lot of that in the pandemic, but also wife and husband time. But my and are great. I was going to say, I know you're keeping him happy. Is he keeping you happy? That's what I care (laughs) about. (laughs) Oh, honey, this glow is not just highlighter, honey. This is also, I'm glowing from the inside as well. Wonderful. Mike Hill has a lot to do with this glow and the smile. I can assure you of that. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about uh, this season on the show. Like, what was your? Do, do you feel like the reunion made things better or worse? Well, um, I will say first and foremost, season thirteen, although it was you know really tough to shoot during a pandemic. Yeah, it's one of my favorite seasons, and I think I'm a little partial. Oh wow! I did get married that season. You know, I did get married last year, so there was a lot of good things that came yeah. out of out of 2020 for me. Um, so, with that said, the dungeon, uh, bachelorette party, you know, things. You know, I think you know everyone was home, so I think everybody was just excited to be out the house, excited to be going somewhere. The bachelorette so, party heard around the world. Bolo was not ready, honey. He was not ready. We were like a bunch of caged animals. <laughs> Even though he started off in the cage, we were like, when they let us loose, <laughs> it was just kind of like everyone was excited to have a good time. And at the end of the day, I feel like that's what happened. You know, I'm never in a place of judgment. You know, mm-hmm. whoever wants to do whatever they want to do and whoever wants to do, everybody's grown. It is what it is. But I was just happy that the ladies had a good time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, help me celebrate. I, as you can see, they were very happy to help me uh, celebrate this bachelorette party. Oh, my goodness. a good thing because I didn't want to get into any trouble. <laughs> Bolo the stripper. Oh my gosh. Well, he has he has definitely made a name for himself since that episode, if you haven't seen it. Hey, it's been over here for over a decade now, and my intention's always good. Over a decade. How does it feel, like, looking back to, like, wh- what, who was Cynthia when she walked onto the, the show in 2010, and who is she now? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, when I came on the show, season three, I honestly had no idea of what I was about to embark on. Like, it just doesn't come with a manual. There's no way to be on a reality show except to just be on one. So when I came over here, I just assumed that as long as I was nice to everyone, they would be nice to me. And I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty cool person. I really pride myself on being one of the nicer ladies in the franchise. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I was not ready. I was not ready uh, for any of my first season. And uh, I honestly kind of wrapped it up like, what ha- what happened? <laughs> what, yeah. You know, you go into a new situation, you're like, oh, these ladies are going to love me. I'm nice. I'm going to be nice <laughs> to them. I have heard that from Real Housewives before. Like, I thought everyone's going to just love me. <laughs> Girl, they wore me out. They were like calling me a single black female, like stalker. Like they were like, because I did the friendship contract and, They had me looking all kind of crazy. I was going all kind of, you know, I was dealing with all kind of relationship drama while trying to get married at the same time. Yeah. Like losing all that money. And, you know, the girls were like wearing me out. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But 
you know what, one of the things like going to where, who I am now, then I was just this optimistic, you know, think outside the box. Hey, you know, what's the worst could happen? Let me just, you know, see what this is about. And now over a decade later, what I do love is I still feel like I didn't turn into someone I'm not. I think the essence of who I am is still that girl who just really wanted to get along with everyone and have a good time and have fun and make some new friends. I don't think I've really lost that. Now, is my skin a lot thicker? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, can I read if I need to? Absolutely. Can I throw a lot of shade if I need to? Absolutely. So, but I still try to keep that. I don't, I didn't want, what I didn't want to happen after all this time was to end up just being this nasty person that I'm not. Yeah, like, I yeah. just, I'm, I'm, take me or leave me. Well, that <laughs> didn't happen at all. And it's not going to happen. I'm team nice. And if you don't like it, then, you know, go hang out with the mean girls. But that's just not who I am. Team nice. Team nice. I like it. (laughs) Wonderful. And so just lastly, Mother's Day, uh, your your daughter, Noelle, she was uh, uh, someone that came up this this season and and you guys were open about your relationship. Um, Are you guys celebrating together? Like, what is the relationship with Noelle like now? And and what's Mother's Day going to look like for you guys? Well, Noelle is 21 years old now. She's living out in Los Angeles. She is an influencer. She's finding her own way. Um, she's no longer at Howard. That didn't work out for her, which is fine. My rule for Noelle, you know, with her dad and I is for her to just try. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it. I'm not forcing Noelle to go down any road that doesn't work for her. Because what worked for me may not work for her. What worked for her dad may not work for her. So she has to find her own identity. And she's been doing that. And she's been doing an amazing job. And, um, you know, she has her own place. Like, she's growing up. And you guys got to see her. Noel came on the show when she was eight years old. Now she's 21. Wow. And I think being on reality TV, it's hard to watch ki- our kids grow up because you guys always look at them as, like, little kids. So when, mm-hmm. you know, she's posting pictures, doing tequila shots, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> she'll be posting some, like, well, actually, you're 21. You can't. I'm grown, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she's great. She's great. I couldn't be more proud of her. We went, she took me on a mom-daughter trip a couple of months ago. We went to Jamaica for a week and we had a good time together. So I think Mother's Day for me is going to be just quiet here at Lake Bailey with my husband. Nice. I'm sure Mike will take care of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll take care of me. And, you know, I I really love like spa treatments and like facials. Like if he just calls over our masseuse and, you know, my facialist and, you know, take me out to dinner, I'm good. I'm not like a flowers balloon mm-hmm. kind of girl. Like, I, I don't want chocolate. Note to like self. I'm going to have my husband call over our masseuse. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what you need because you need that, that reboot. And, oh, and, yeah. And, not, and, and you don't get the hour massage. You got to get the two-hour massage Ooh. because an hour isn't enough. It's just not enough. And, and we have to treat ourselves as mom. We really do. Like, I feel like I take care Seriously. of everyone except myself. So, uh, I'm, I, I receive That was Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey. For more on her, head over to People.com. And now, to wrap up Teachers Appreciation Week, our Something to Make You Smile for today comes from a few educators who we asked to share their favorite classroom catchphrases. If you listened earlier in the week, I interviewed my favorite teacher, Mr. Cole, and he always used to over-enunciate when he said, you've got to stay focused. So (laughs) let's hear what sayings these teachers are known for. My catchphrase is, if you have to explain it, you are going to retain it. I teach kindergarten, so I tell my kids to kiss their brain. They kiss their brain, 
And then they hug themselves and say, I'm so smart. So at the end of the week, I always say, have a great weekend, stay out of the bars. One thing I like to do is refer to mistakes as learning moments. Every time I make a mistake in the classroom, big or small, I tally up one mistake. And every time I get to 100 mistakes, I bake cookies for the whole class. I tell uh, my students to make sure that you stay in your own lane because your own lane is what's going to take you to success. My catchphrase that I normally say um, every time I log into our Google Meet is, what's up, party people? But now since I'm finishing this, <laughs> this segment, I'm going to say, see you later, party people. Get it? Lessons so good, they bear repeating and repeating and repeating. <laughs> well, have a great weekend. And if you want to give me a little Mother's Day present, don't forget to rate and comment on the show wherever you listen to it. Talk soon. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Eliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew and Vahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikater, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People. <laughs>